What's up, y'all? Welcome to our 10th interview. Today, we will be interviewing Kelly Forbes. Kelly just finished his 11th season as the video coach for the Dallas Stars. He played for the University of Oklahoma's hockey team from 2003 to 2006. He also played for the Oklahoma City Blazers of the Central Hockey League in 2006. After graduating the University of Oklahoma, he interned with the Dallas Stars during the 2006-2007 season and freelance as a television professional for teams from the NHL, NBA, MLB, and NFL for three years. Kelly also works during the games to help determine which penalty should be challenged. Since the inception of video replay in 2015, Kelly has a 13 for 14 record with his challenges. That's quite a record. And thank you, um, Kelly, for joining us. We really yeah, appreciate thanks, it. Guys. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. So what part uh, of time as a freelance uh, television professional did you enjoy? I, to be honest, all of it. It was kind of, um, you know, I, I got into um, right out of college. I, I got the internship um, that following year at the Dallas Stars. And it was more of uh, just getting my foot in the door and doing everything. So it started out with hockey. Um, I was doing uh, uh, tape or EBS with either the Jumbotron or, or, or TV games, home games. And um, then I was working as a, as a bartender basically at night to, when, the, when the team went on the road so I could do anything. But I just wanted to be a part of sports and, and, um, and you know, get involved with the the production side of thing. That's what originally I went to school, obviously for uh, broadcasting and, and to be in, uh, to be in the truck during a live hockey game was, uh, was uh, a lot of fun. It was busy. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, I think I learned more on, you know, I went to college for, uh, for, I was at OU for three years going through the broadcast program. I think I learned on the job first two weeks, maybe more than I had in those three years. So it was fast and it was fun and it was, it was challenging, but it, uh, it actually made me better at my job now. Um, uh, if anybody's been in a, a production truck, a live hockey game, uh, baseball, football, it doesn't matter. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. It's really uh, maybe not other than baseball, but it's really fast paced, and you got to be on your you got to be on your toes. You got to be quick. So it uh, it was it was a lot of fun. That's great to hear. Um, and so the NHL, I would say recently, six years. <laughs> Uh, but I still think recently replay while you're freelancing, um, have you ever connected replay with other leagues like the NFL MLB, um, to replay in the NHL or is it completely different as in the, my, my job now? Yeah. Do I talk to the other, yeah, I actually, I, I visited, um, when replay happened six years ago, that's what it does. It doesn't seem that long ago, but it is, it has been a while. Um, I actually went and visited with um, the Texas Rangers and their video replay. Um, they're not called video coaches, video coach, but I went and sat in with them um, and watched how they, because we were going to use the same program um, and software on how to to predict replays. And baseball had already been doing it for a couple of years. So I sat in with them. Um, I've been to a, a Cowboys practice and watched how they do video. So um, I'm, I, I know the, the, the Mavericks guys. Um, so yeah, we do talk back and forth cause I think you can learn from each other. Um, it's a totally different sport, but you know, um, they come up with, they do things and come up with different ideas that, that we can maybe use for hockey or, or how to coach. And so I have, I've met with all those guys in town and, and, uh, and use some of their stuff and some doesn't make sense because it, it's a totally different sport, but, um, to watch them, how they use their software and how they, uh, interact with their coaches and players is, is, is always helpful, especially for me. So, yeah. 
That's um, very interesting talk, um, when you talked about the Rangers. And then how has your previous experience as a hockey player helped you determine whether or not to challenge a play during a game? Um, it's helped. Uh, you know, it's a little different. I, I think that everything I've gone through, whether it was working in the production side of things and, and, and how fast paced you have to get a, a replay out. Um, same thing with making a challenge. You have to make that decision in 20, 30 seconds. Um, it's, it's a little different. The fact that I have so many different angles, um, you know, so when I'm challenging something, um, uh, as a player, you know, uh, you know, there were certain situations that I noticed as I was going along, um, that maybe have come up, you know, in, 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 in the NHL with the challenges, but I think I've just kind of learned over the years, um, and just paid attention to the league and watched a lot of things. Um, and that's kind of what's helped me out the most, but I would say the production side more than, you know, the behind the scenes stuff, more than the actual playing in the game, the game's so fast. It's, it's in your at ice level where I'm watching more of a, a coach's side from, we have cameras above, we have cameras from different angles. So I, I watch it in a totally different view than, than the players do. Um, I'm watching it frame by frame to see if a guy's foot is off the ice. So it's offside or, or that kind of thing. Um, so uh, I would say more of the production sides taught me, um, playing hockey is also you know a couple situations have come up that i've noticed but it's more i'd say more the production side um so how was it like to make your very first challenge was it nerve-wracking yeah you know what it's um we're video coaches are a big part of the the coaching staff and the team and 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 we have a you know we have a lot of impact when it comes to getting teams ready and preparation stuff but i it was the first time where i was actually you know I'm not saying I was scoring a goal or, or saving a goal, but it, you know, in reality it was, I was making an impact at that moment of the game. So it, it still to this day, I'm, we're six years in, I'm going on to my 12th year uh, with as a video coach. And I, I get nervous every time I'm doing it. It's a fun nervous. Like it's a, it, it's a boost of energy that uh, I probably haven't felt since I played. Um, and that's why I love it so much. Uh, Cause there is that, there is that, natural adrenaline that, that takes over and you're excited, but you're still, you, 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 you put your homework in, you know, it's, you know, it's a, an offside or you feel like it's a goalie interference call, but you're still not sure until the ref tells you, you know, no goal. So there is a, there is a boost of adrenaline and energy. So it's fun being impacting a game at that, at that level, that moment uh, that I haven't had since I played. Um, and then, so speaking about video coach, um, I was reading an article and it mentioned how you and Matt Rodell prepare videos for watching on the plane. How do you balance that with also making sure you're up to date um, with, like you said, replays and making sure you know when to make the call? Well, I, I mean, when I started out, I didn't have an assistant. I, I look back now and I go, I couldn't do my job without an assist, without Matt nowadays. So, um, it's amazing to think back when we didn't, most teams do have an assistant, a video coach and assistant, because there's so much with it, whether it's the challenges, whether it's the technology, the video, the marking during the game, you know, checking every, every angle, every replay. So, you know, Matt and I, we're going on to our, we'll be going into our third year, I, I guess. And, and we've just found a great chemistry and great working relationship. So I know what he's doing right after the game. We have a, you know, basically not a checklist, but we know what each other's jobs are to finish out. So his is to upload the games up to 
the cloud basically. Um, so players can watch it home. There's, there's players that, you know, if they're injured or, or, or whatever, they want to watch the games too. So we, we push it up to the cloud. Um, he's get downloading the stats. I'm building the shifts right away. He's got, he's got a bunch of iPads. I've got a bunch of iPads. So we just kind of go through a checklist of, of working off each other. We know exactly, um, my job and his job, uh, when the game ends. So, and there's not much time we have to, people don't realize we, we've got to be out of the rinks. We got to pack up all our, all our stuff, um, all our, uh, uh, computers. Uh, there's a lot of technology that we pull it out of our trunk. We got to pack it all up, get it to the equipment guys to get on the plane while building those, those, uh, shifts to put on iPads to get to the players before they get on the plane. So, um, we just kind of go in a, it's a, little bit of a chaotic scene probably watching us because we're we're wrapping up all, all our cords and wrapping up our cables and and building the ipads at the same time so it's a it's a, it's a hectic half an hour but um you know anything we can do that extra couple minutes so that's why it's good with matt that we work off of each other because you know you want to get the shifts because in reality players are on the plane you get them their shifts they're eating and then they got to get ready for the next game. We might play the next day. So, you know, they, we try to get them their shifts so they can prepare and learn from whatever they need or see whatever they had to, uh, to work on or what they wanted to see from that different angle than, than we talked about down at the ice level. So um, if we can save a minute and get it to them on the plane um, so they can get to sleep a little earlier and then prepare for the next game, that's, that's kind of our job. So. Uh, yeah, so most uh, Stars fans know that you're the one who challenges uh, plays, but uh, is there a more, a more surprising part of your job that many uh, fans may not know about? Um, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I, you know what? The challenges is kind of the what everyone thinks about, but it, it is funny that I always – I'm a I'm a sports fan, so I love any of these. Uh, I love – like I know the Cowboys are going to be on hard knocks. I'll watch every minute of that. I love these behind-the-scenes um, – uh, whether it's soccer, I watched, I watched the, was it the all or nothing with um, Tottenham and, and Man City. And I, I, I love watching those behind the scenes. I don't think people realize what goes into a day. Just it's, you know, you don't turn on, most people come up, they, you know, they get off work, they come home, they turn on TV on, they watch from seven to nine 30, they watch Tyler second play. And then they turn their, turn the TV off, you know, they don't realize what these guys or what our coaching staff's gone through during the day to prepare our players uh, for that night. So um, the, the things that I would do that most people don't realize, I, I, we have four to five video meetings a, a, a day, like on a game day. So we'll have two in the morning, we'll have a couple at night. Um, I build uh, a loop, basically what we call it, of of, of goalie highlights of, of our breakdown of our opposing goalie that night. Um, we put up 10 to 11 pre-scout sheets. So we built this all during the day. So there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that people don't really realize. I've watched um, one of my main jobs now with this coaching staff is I kind of put the pre-scout together on face-offs on what the other teams do as a team, as a structure. Um, so I've gone through, uh, I would say, I don't even know, five to 600 face-offs per game. So if we're playing uh, the Nashville Predators that night, I've watched their last 10 games there, every single face-off, offensive zone, defensive zone, neutral zone, and we break down what their tendencies are and how we want to put up a game plan for that. So that's one thing I do. Whereas in, I have another, we have another coach that does power play, one has PK. So um, we all have our uh, our jobs and, and mine is, is, is face-offs and coming up with a game plan on what to uh, – 
what to do against them. More of a team structure thing than than a you know a, a centerman versus centerman thing. So, speaking of the new coaching staff, or relatively new, um, on numerous occasions, Rick Bonus has stated that he is confident in your decision to challenge a penalty. How has that helped develop your relationship with him when deciding to challenge a play? That it, it's huge. I uh, the Bones has, has told me that, and he's, he's obviously mentioned the media, and it makes my life easier. There's no second guessing. Um, I, we have 20, 30 seconds to make a challenge. And if I'm sitting there in my, my head and it, cause there's sometimes it's not black and white. It's not, it's not, some of them are tough decisions and you got to weigh time of game score sometimes, um, you know, especially with goal interferences. Cause it isn't a, it isn't a, like I said, clean cut. It's we should challenge it or not challenge it. So I have to come up with this in 20, 30 seconds. And if I have in my head that, my coaching staff, I need to, I need to make the right decision here because my coaching staff starting to doubt me or, or um, I'm not sure if what the coaches are going to understand, you know, believe in me in this, in this challenge. So um, that's never crossed my mind when I'm deciding if I should challenge it. It's never been a, well, one of bones or one of the assistants are, are going to be happy or not happy with this decision. I, I just go off of what, you know, watching my angles, um, my, uh, my research of what I've done before that and, and, and kind of either a gut feeling or I know that it's an, an offside. So it's never crossed my mind that the coach of staff might be upset if I make a bad decision here. You know, they, you know, I've, I've missed challenges and every time they've come in and, and, you know, I've, they've been, they've been great um, every time. So they, they've told me that win or lose a challenge. They've, uh, they've always been on my side and, and, and backed me up. And uh, that makes my job a lot easier. I remember um, I was reading the article about the Blackhawks game when it was about a minute in and you made the challenge and it was actually John Stevens, the assistant, because Rick Bones yeah. was out and he was like, yeah, I didn't even notice that, but it was a great um, play. Yeah, that's, that was a, that was a, that's one of those ones that we talked about um, research because they did come up about five or six years before it, it's not a situation that happened. So when I saw it, I, you know, I, 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 knew that was offside was a little bit different than your normal one. And it was, and like, same thing, John, that's, it, it was, it's not just bones. It's uh, John Stevens and, and Todd Nelson and Derek Locks. Everyone trust me. Cause that was a, that was an interesting night. Cause uh, bones, Rick bonus had, had to be back uh, in Carolina that night, I think. And so John stepped in and, and they trusted me and you know, it, uh, it worked out obviously. How was your experience in the the bubble last season, and did it affect your job at all? Uh, you know what, it, it was tough. The the one reason it was tough was because you weren't with your family. Um, that was the hardest part. Um, but to be honest, it was looking back and now it was. I thought it was a great experience for me. I thought the NHL, you know, they, there was a it was a tough situation. I thought the NHL did a great job. We were we were set up in a pretty good situation with the rinks, beautiful rink, beautiful hotel there. So. No complaints there, you know, been nice to get outside a little more, but, but, you know, we were playing so much hockey and, and watching so much hockey, you know, I was, I was proud that I was, you know, there was only, I think 50 player or 50 um, staff and players from each team allowed. And I was one of those. So we're talking about some of the smartest, greatest minds in hockey. uh, And then also the best players in the world. And I was one of them in this bubble. So I, I, I took, uh, that experience, um, I, I, I had, I had a, it, like I said, an interesting time, but I, I learned a lot from it. 
I went to every single game. I mean, you couldn't believe how many hockey games there were, especially to start. I mean, we would go, Matt and I were going and watching and, and breaking down live three games a day um, and then also going to our practice. So it was the most hockey I've ever been around and been involved in. But um, we had FaceTime and, and it was, you know, it was tough to be, not be with the family and kids. But from a hockey professional standpoint, I, uh, I, I did enjoy my experience. And then it also helped with we did pretty well up until the end there. Speaking of um, like how you were watching games three times a day and then this past season where the stars usually um, it was rare if y'all had like two days off between the game. How was that? How did you do with like, you mentioned like a crazy scene y'all packing up and then setting everything up. How did that? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'll be honest. I don't know how the guys I did. I was tired and I did, I watched them play hockey. So I, uh, I can't imagine what it was like um, uh, physically and, and playing. And, and I mean, we were playing, I think we said four and six for 11 straight weeks, which is just, it's never been done and it probably never will be done again. So um, the one thing that I'll, to be honest, saved me in a way, because it would have been really hard pre-scouting and getting ready and in and out all the time is we were playing two games, you know, against the same opponents so my pre-scouts didn't really change as much. We'd make adjustments, obviously, off of our game after the first game, but we weren't pre-scouting, and we were only playing, what, six, seven other teams or whatever it was. So we our, our pre-scouts stayed pretty similar um, so we could go off of them. And then then again, you, you'd play the same team two, three weeks later, and you'd probably go off of what you had done. So my pre-scouts weren't as hard as they could be during a normal year. Um, I couldn't imagine playing Pittsburgh one night, Washington one night, New York, then, then you're playing LA at home, you know, like that setup would have been really hard in that situation. So I kind of got lucky that we did almost like a baseball setup where we'd fly in, play two games. We'd usually be set up the whole time. So we weren't going in and out as, as much. So um, it, it would have been really tough if we were doing our normal pre-scout um, level or situation, but luckily we were playing the same team, which I, I actually really enjoyed. We, we made some fun. It was it was kind of fun making adjustments within that little mini series. Um, so the coaches, I think, enjoyed that too, where we could, you know, make some adjustments, and, and they the other team would make adjustments, and we'd have to make adjustments during the period. So it was uh, uh, it was really it was really it was an interesting uh, hockey season for sure. So how have you? How do you believe you've grown as a coach over your time with the Stars? <laughs> Uh, you know what? I've learned to adapt. That's the, that's been the biggest thing for me. Um, every year, every coach I'm, I'm, believe it or not, I'm on my, uh, with my sixth head coach now with, with bones and my sixth head coach. So, um, been around a lot, uh, every staff, every head coach is, is, has been different and I've, and I've adapted. So, um, my role each year has kind of changed and that's kind of what made has made it fun for me is, is it's not the same thing over and over again. I, I was talking about the face-offs. I didn't used to do that. I used to do a five-on-five pre-scout and basically just hand it off to the other assistant coaches, and they would they would run with it. Now I'm I feel like I'm a little more involved and 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 have my own kind of voice. Um, uh, so adapting has been has been the biggest change for me. Is just every year I'm doing something different and trying to learn and and, and get better as a coach. Um, you know, now you know playing with the players. It, or dealing with the players is different than it used to be. It wasn't, I was by myself when I first started and no one, there was two, three guys that wanted to watch their shifts. We didn't have iPads. We didn't have, um, 
some of this tech. That's the, been the biggest change is the technology side of things. Um, and now I we've got kids that are, that we're playing Miro and and all these guys have grown up with iPads. They've they've played their junior hockey, their minor hockey. They've they're used to watching their shifts and, and their iPads. So they've they've embraced the the video side of things um, their whole career. Where when I first started, it was more of the coaches just gave it to the players and, and you went from then. So um, we're a lot more involved. And I think that's why it's good to have our, my assistant, Matt, because uh, I, the job has taken on a lot more than it used to. It used to be, uh, I record it, you know, I was involved, but it was a lot of recording, giving assistant coach, and then they would give it to players. Now players come directly with me. So I have a lot more uh, work in relationship with the players. Um, speaking of the iPads and like how you'll see them on the bench, what they're looking at, is that you sending them stuff? Yeah. So that's actually our software. It's going to be, so that's Matt's kind of, Matt kind of runs the iPads thing on the bench. I am, if you ever see them looking down at their feet and there's a TV screen down there, that's me sending almost instant stuff. The iPads are set up off of Matt's computer and it's his, all his markings and everything he's seeing. So it's kind of, a uh, he does all the marking and it's, you know, uh, uh, sent to the iPads and, and then the coaches know how to run them or the players know how to run it. So that that's, that's Matt and I. Wow. Is the angle that the, the players see, is it, uh, what we see or is it a different camera angle? Yeah. So we, we capture, we capture more angles. Um, but the one that they would see on the iPad is the live feed, like Ralph and, or sorry, geez, Razor and, and Josh, um, and, and everything that you're watching back at home. Um, uh, it's the, the Fox sports Southwest feed or Bali's feed. Now um, it's uh, it's their feed. That's the one we send the guys are just used to watching that. So we also have what we call a coach cam and they can flip back and forth if they want. Um, the coach cam is just a higher, wider look that the coaches want to watch. Actually, it's, you can see the whole structure. Um, it's be similar to like a all 22 in football. Um, so we have that angle. We have a couple other angles that I have that we keep, but, um, when the players are on the, their iPads, they actually, that's what they want to watch. They want to watch the, the, the feed that you would be watching back at home. Um, just another question outside of hockey. So you said you're a huge sports fan and of course yeah. the big news right now with Oklahoma and Texas is moving <laughs> to the SEC. How do you feel about that move? Yeah, I, um, God, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting one. I didn't see it coming. So I, um, it's kind of where the, the, the landscape of, of college football is probably heading. So I'm kind of glad being OU guy, um, that they're, they're staying ahead of it. I mean, let's, let's not kid ourselves. It's a big business and the SEC is, is the biggest of all. Right. So, um, if it's going to help the school and the program, not just football, I mean, it's a, it's a big deal for baseball and, and basketball and, and, all the other sports golf. I mean, so I, uh, I trust, I trust OU. I trust, uh, uh, I trust our AD. I trust our, our, our staff. So I, I'm sure they've looked into it and, and, uh, I think it's the best for the school. So, um, I, uh, it'll be, there'll be some good football. Yeah. You know what? That's what I want though. Isn't it, it? That's all we want in September is I can't wait for those, um, the, the Alabama, uh, Michigan games or whatever at, at uh, at Jerry world and, and any of those kind of games, that's kind of want now also we're going to get OU versus Alabama and, and LSU versus Texas more like how great were those games, those LSU, Texas games, even though I'm an OU guy, I still love watching college football. So um, now we're going to get more of those games, which is, you know, we had kind of gotten away from, you know, you'd see them once 
once or twice a year and it would be a big deal. Now, now you're going to get some even more big games in the SEC. So, Yeah, that makes it incredible for the SEC championship. Um, so that concludes our interview. Uh, thank you, Kelly, for joining us. We really appreciate uh, talking to you about your job and uh, also glad that we got to hear your thoughts on the OU SEC move possible. Yeah. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.